0: We're joined right now by uh, Izzy Roberts Orr, the Artistic Director and Co-CEO of the Emerging Writers Festival. Great to have you on uh, Arts Minin today, Izzy.
1: So wonderful to be here in Sin's new studios. Y- yeah, new they're studio. They're probably not that Robert. new anymore, are they? Uh, we've kind of, well, yes. Um... A couple of months old, so I guess they're still new. <laughs> it was very exciting to see them in full swing.
0: And uh, for those that don't know, Izzy was actually a part of Sin in the past as well, a Sin volunteer like us. Um,
2: Got a Sin alumni in our studio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> talk us through what your kind of role entails at the um, Emerging Writers Festival.
1: Festival. I realised the other day that I've actually been involved in some way with the Emerging Writers Festival for almost a decade. So yeah, I, I realised the first time that I went along was in 2010. As an audience member, we used to do 48-hour play generator. Um, and I've now been working with the festival for about five years. So wow. I started as a creative producer intern. I was then a festival artist. And this is now the third festival that I've directed as the artistic director. Right. So I feel like I'm a real diehard fan of the festival. But yeah, in terms of my role, I guess we're working with almost 350 artists this year which is flipping huge so we had something like 280 last year so that's quite an increase and what I do is I work year round in the Wheeler Centre programming the festival we do an open artist call out so there's over 300 people that send us their ideas mm-hmm. and I make sure that we plug that in but I also do lots of research and curation and work with the team of curators to come up with all the ideas that you see here in the program yeah.
2: Beautiful and you've mentioned that you've been working with them for 10 years now almost so how would you describe the evolution from the first time you were involved as an audience to now when you're literally the boss? It was pretty jarring to realise
1: that. It does make me feel a little bit old. We were just discussing I had my sin death a few years ago. I'm not 30 yet, but, um, (laughs) you know, I've definitely been involved with the festival for quite a long time in my young adulthood. Yeah, I feel like going from being an audience member or participant through that, you know, interning with the festival and then going on to become an artist and now to this role of director is very much in the ethos of the festival. Much like sin, we really have like a family of people that we work with. And it's very much about encouraging emerging arts leaders to take on new roles and new possibilities and work on that with each other. So I guess, yeah, for me, it's been a really big learning experience. And it's been a huge opportunity to learn, to be able to program this number of events and be in charge of this team and this beautiful cohort of artists Mm. is something that I don't think
2: I really thought that I would be doing now. And it's amazing. Yes. And for all our emerging writers and all creatives out there, how can they get involved? Like a few sort of crash courses? on how they can get involved?
1: Well, there's a few ways, and the number one way I would say for this year is it opens next Wednesday night, so Come Along to the Festival is going to be the first (laughs) one. Opening night's actually a really good one that I'd recommend for people because it's free, it's at ACA this year, we've got amazing speakers, and that's on the Wednesday night. And if you're not sure what else to go to, going to opening night kind of is a great place to meet other people and get an idea of what sorts of events you might be interested in. And then going on into the future, after this year's festival, we open artist applications for our digital festival in July and open applications for artists for the festival in December. We also have that creative producer internship program that I mentioned, which is for emerging programmers. So if you're interested basically in doing my job or interested in learning more about programming and curation, it's the best internship I ever did. And we usually have a team of about six of those people that work really closely with me. They get to run their own events, they get budget, they get marketing tasks and all these things. Essentially have to program the entire thing from go to woe and then run it as part of the festival and evaluate it. It's incredibly valuable experience. And other than that, we also have volunteer applications, which usually open in kind of May every year. So there's quite a lot of different ways to get involved with the festival. But yeah, number one would just be to come along.
0: I did want to ask you, recently I was a part of the first Melbourne International Youth Film Festival. We were kind of advocating for emerging youth filmmakers and that was kind of really our priority and vision with the festival. And I know there's a lot of challenges involved in both maintaining, I guess, a festive environment and then focusing on, I guess, your mission or your vision as a festival. How do you kind of find the balance between making a great kind of festive environment and managing your vision for your festival?
1: I think something that's really special about the Emerging Writers Festival is that our audience and our artists are quite similar. So something like 90% of the people that come along to the festival are practicing storytellers themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then we hope they're going to be after they come to the festival. Right. So everyone's there. They're interested in the craft of storytelling. It might be that they're more interested in podcasts or they're more interested in screenwriting or they're playwrights or they're poets. All different forms are kind of welcome there. And I think that's really how we articulate that vision as well as maintaining that sense of festivity. Mm. So, yeah, particularly for the artists as well, feeling that the people that are listening to you are your peers is such an incredible development opportunity. And everyone's pretty open to talking to people they don't know, and we all know that writers can be solitary creatures. So... (laughs) It's good to get them all in a room together.
0: In that sense, do you find that you attract an audience of different kind of demographics and the sorts rather than just pure, I guess, art or writer aficionados?
1: We definitely do. And I think some of the examples of that would be the National Writers Conference that we run every year, which is the largest gathering of emerging writers in the country. And that really has a focus on books So we try to get a mixture of people programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bit of a focus this year on publishing. So if you're specifically writing a novel and you want to find out how to do that, but there's still heaps of other forms that are covered in that. And we try to mix up our masterclasses every year as well so all of those things that are really focused on craft so like this year we've got crime as well as ya as well as editing and like a kind of broad cultivating creativity one i was trying to program something for arts workers because personally i feel like there's not a lot of professional development for people in roles like mine that's affordable right often it's really expensive to go to the kind of conferences that exist in the arts industries so paying like you know 75 90 bucks for a full day of like learning how to do your thing better, I was like, yep, I would
2: go to that. <laughs> and holistically looking at it, how do you visualize the Emerging Writers Festival influencing like the creative scene in Melbourne or maybe even like Australia-wide? We are a national festival, so I'm glad you asked about that. And it's something I think
1: about a lot, making sure that we try to extend our reach. Whilst we happen in Melbourne every year, and so necessarily we're very linked into the local community, mm. we bring artists from interstate and really try to generate conversations that at least are of national significance. A few ways we've tried to think about that this year are through a digital stream of events, including a podcast, which is something that's trying to make the kinds of things that we're talking about accessible to folks who aren't able to make it physically along to the festival. But yeah, in terms of like generating that conversation and those connections, I mean, I work, and engaging with communities, creative communities locally year round. And a lot of it is about trying to make space in the program for those folks to articulate their ideas. So one example would be the EWF stream, which is actually, a collaborative stream where we've gone oh there's all these amazing curators already doing their thing in Melbourne why don't we just let them do their thing instead of it having to be you know all from my brain or from our programming team's brain which is like a couple of people so that's some of the ways that we try and ensure that we're engaging with the things that people are doing year-round as well.
0: Talk us a bit through the, uh, I guess, the design um, influences and aspect of your current um, program guide. What was kind of the influence and mindset behind that?
1: So, this year, our illustrator was Ellen Matilda, who is actually based up in rural New South Wales. It's really exciting to be able to work with another emerging illustrator who isn't immediately in our environment. Mm. Um, oh, the wonders of the digital age. <laughs> this is the second year running that we've done a call-out for an emerging illustrator. And I try to do open call-outs a lot because, personally, I think think again this question of influence and thinking about I'm only one person or only a handful of people and it's really easy to get stuck in nepotism I think within the arts and the more that we can try and open up opportunities to more people the better. So Ellen came to us through this emerging artist call out and we picked her basically and then some of the influences that are behind it we really wanted to move away from kind of staid images of a writers festival being like oh it's a pen yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. a computer how do you how else do you do writing um, oh maybe we'll chuck in a money Microphone. Um, Really beautiful. I'm holding
2: one right now and it's really, really beautiful.
1: You'll actually be able to catch some of the characters from the illustration out and about during the festival. They made a brief appearance at the programme launch. So, yeah, keep your eyes on Instagram for them (laughs) during the fest.
2: And perfect opportunity. Plug the Instagram in. Where can our listeners go to check out this beautiful artwork and as well as like updates about the programme as it happens? The best place to find us is at
1: emergingwritersfestival.org.au. That's got our full program online i'd encourage everyone to go and have a look at that you can pick up a printed copy of the program at like reading state library a couple of other places around the city the wheeler center i'm leaving a few at sin for any sinners that are listening now (laughs) um and then yeah follow us on social media as well to get your fix
2: Great. And what are your social media
1: handles? At Emerging Writers for pretty much everything.
2: Great. And one last question before we let you go. You did mention your aim to sort of expand the influence of the Emerging Writers Festival. Is there any scope for this to go international and involve other countries into it?
1: We do actually do a little bit of that already. So we have an exchange with Ubud Writers and Readers Festival, for example. And yeah, it's definitely something we're thinking about. The thing with international connections is always, obviously, if you're going with airfares, they can be pretty expensive expensive so that's a bit of a hamstring thinking about how we fund those sorts of things. So what we've done instead is try to think a bit more laterally, a bit more creatively and come up with some digital projects that engage with international artists. So for our digital festival at the end of last year, we run two festivals, (laughs) why not? Um, We did a publication with Gelada, which is a Pan-African Writers Collective and so we had African-Australian writers from across the continent here and we also had writers from across the continent of Africa contributing to that anthology mm. and a couple of other artists as well. We had an artist in Indonesia, an artist in Scotland, an artist in Vietnam who contributed to a poetry project that we did for that as well. So we're definitely thinking internationally. We're definitely thinking globally. And it's always just trying to come up with creative solutions for how we can connect those dots. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Um, lastly, I just, from what I gather, you're kind of a poet connoisseur as well. I just want to ask if you had to choose one poet to sit down and uh, have a coffee with, who would it be and why? Oh. That's a really hard question. (laughs) One, though. It has to be one.
1: Oh, who am I? I've kind of got a lot of obsessions at the moment, and it's hard for me because a lot of the poets that I immediately spring to are folks who are based in Australia and are currently practicing, and I could just have a coffee with them already, so maybe (laughs) I don't want to pick them. I want to pick someone that I'd have to seek out. I'm really excited that Tibble is coming over from Aetalroa. I'm hoping that I'll get to have a coffee with her while she's here. She is a really magnificent poet. Her debut collection is called Pokungatus, and... That's like a word that she's kind of made up in reference to Pocahontas. She's such a boss poet. She's got this poem on um, the AmericanPoetry.org. So she's already like globally (laughs) making things happen at like 21 about identity politics. And yeah, she's just like a really exciting rising star. So I'll pick her because hopefully I'll actually get to have coffee with her in a week.
0: If she's listening, uh, Izzy's here. She's waiting for that coffee. So make it happen. Call me Tay. Get
2: coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for your time, Izzy. And just reiterating for our listeners that you can head over to www.emergingwritersfestival.org.au or alternatively at Emerging Writers Festival. Is that right? Emerging Writers. Emerging Writers are to check them we out. We have all of the Emerging Writers on social media. <laughs> Beautiful.